This is good, right? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Sorry for my wired headphones. No, no. Yeah, I see. Wired it girl's still around. I know I'm looking intimidating with professional audio equipment. It's okay. This is what I use for my work meetings too. And all my coworkers have like these very official headsets. I just have my Apple wired headphones. Still good. We we love we love the Apple wired headphones still to this day. I feel like they're kind of coming back. Like I see people on TikTok being like, my wired headphones. I'm like, oh, everything comes back around. <laughs> Everyone's talking about, you know, going back in time and reliving the old trends. Are you? That's honestly, I feel like I always am. I'm trying I'm trying not to say this in a pretentious way. I was about to be like, oh, I love wearing my mom's old clothes, but that sounds so annoying. But I do. <laughs> I I've been raiding my mom's closet and she finds it really offensive that I call some of her clothes vintage because she's like, I'm not old enough to have vintage clothes, but she is. <laughs> we love you, mom. Love you, mom. In these bi-coastal cities, vintage is such a hot term in middle America or the suburbs. Like, vintage, are you calling me old? Yeah. And I, honestly, even since moving to New York, like I was living in Montreal Montreal before and vintage slash thrift shopping is very amazing there. Like things are actually affordable, mm -hmm. um, even though it's getting more expensive because obviously it's become trendy to vintage shop. But New York, I've been like, oh, I'm going to go thrift shopping. And I feel like I have to go pretty far outside of even Brooklyn or Manhattan to find actual affordable thrift shops. So <sighs> it's kind of a change of pace. Yeah, you're going to have to go to New Jersey. Ever heard of it? I love New Jersey. I love New Jersey so much. I'm in my strip mall era, my driving out to New Jersey era. I love it there. Montreal. We love Montreal. We did. We were going on a Wear Many Hats World Tour and we for, the first stop was Montreal. Montreal, one of the best cities of all time. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you love Montreal. I feel like I can already tell that I'm going to get along with someone if they love Montreal. I I was getting a tattoo last weekend and the tattoo artist was like completely out of nowhere. She goes, oh, I'm really trying to move to Montreal. Like, it's amazing there. I just love it there. I was like, oh, don't even get me started. I lived there for seven years. They had to drag me out of Montreal. I would have stayed there forever. Whoa. <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's devastating. I'm sorry that you had to come to New York. <laughs> it was fully my choice. Fully my choice. It was just, it was the time, but I still talk about it wistfully. Like I'm like back in Montreal where rent is $600 and you know. The food's also great. The food scene is amazing in Montreal. So, oh my God. I mean, we're already in, but <laughs> is that why you got bagels, like the sourdough bagels from Montreal? Okay, honestly. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> I feel like. Clear your name. I know. I feel like people expect there to be a more fun story behind my username, but truly mm -hmm. it was just, and this is like the most cliched story ever. It was a pandemic thing where I was living in a small first floor, really dark apartment. All my friends had moved out of the city during COVID. And I was like, I'm going to get, I'm just going to start baking again. Cause I always mm -hmm. love to bake. Um, and let me start making sourdough bread because everyone was making sourdough bread. But I, I guess I have an individuality complex because I was like, Oh, I have to be different. I'm going to make sourdough bagels. So my first post on Instagram to my three followers, like my two roommates and my boyfriend was sourdough bagels. And I was like, okay, well that makes sense for the username then. Like I, I really put zero thought into it, but then obviously Montreal is such a bagel city. New York is such a bagel city. There's like the rivalry between them. So 
and the rivalry is real very real i am almost like afraid to to say my true stance <sighs> it's like politics we are already <laughs> going in exactly slanders <laughs> between both bagels i know i know what did you think of them did you travel oh, in montreal phenomenal so i even good. i i even brought them back across state lines you know oh i always bring them back yeah, I had to give some to friends and they're looking at me with like two heads. They're like, you brought me back bagels. I was like, you don't get you it. Try. You don't exactly. get it. Exactly. So are you Canadian? Um, So I was born in California, um, but I grew up in Canada pretty much my entire life. So I have the true luck of having the American citizenship that meant I could just move to New York on a whim, but mm -hmm. I am by all intents and purposes, if that's the phrase, Canadian. And I feel like everyone here thinks mm. I'm very Canadian. So you can just bop out whenever you want. I know. I feel a little guilty about it. I'm like, <laughs> it's, it was too easy. <laughs> you were born in California? Yeah, in Davis. Like I know where that is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> very small college town. Although, I don't know. I feel like people from Davis will be like, it's not that small, but yeah pretty small no way davis um okay i mean ca ca we get it we get it but did you bop anywhere else in canada besides montreal or are you just stuck with montreal no i i grew up in ottawa which yeah okay i, I feel Damn. like i know ottawa's like everyone knows toronto montreal some vancouver if you're on the west coast but yeah i grew up in ottawa so I feel like I I almost appropriate my Montreal experience where I'm always talking about Montreal and then people believe that I'm from there, but really I'm just from Ottawa. Can you speak? Oh my God. I was about to say, can you speak Canadian? Can you speak French? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, but I went to, like, I did French immersion growing up, uh -huh. like a good Canadian. So yeah, French Canadian. French Canadian. Have you used the French Canadian out in paris in france yeah, okay i actually yes and when i when i was in france when i was like 18 or 19 with my friend we were at a bar talking to the bartender and we were trying to speak in french and he was like are you from canada and we were like yeah he was like oh the french canadian accent is so ugly like he was just going on and on about how like people in france are very particular about it and they're mm -hmm. like oh french french canadian accents are a bit like low grade like they're not as the, yeah they they just have very strong opinions about it um which i have found to be true but and then french canadians are super defensive about that but i feel like i I can't even claim to have a french canadian accent because my french like i said is like pretty rusty at this point right right i mean the french they're always mad i mean i don't speak french i speak english when i go over there but you can't win with them do you feel like they do you feel like people in France treat you worse if they know you're American? Hmm. No, I think that they just don't like it when you speak English. That's fair. Yeah. I Because I, I only say that because when I was in France, I would speak English to my friend and then someone would overhear and they'd be like, are you from America? And we'd be like, no, we're Canadian. And then they'd immediately become way more warm. Like they would be like, oh, are you American? And, we, and <laughs> when we'd say, no, we're Canadian, they're like, Oh, welcome to France. That's wild. No, I, wow. Wow, that is so interesting. I never really thought about it like that. 
but no, I I want to I want to learn French so bad. I did try to take a class, but I dropped out. They they just go too fast. That goes so fast. I'm I definitely don't have you know how some people are just better at learning languages than others. Mm-hmm. I'm not that person. I've taken Spanish for two years. I took German for a year. I don't remember anything from either. I'm just not. I just don't retain that information. No, no. I mean, these days I can't retain anything. <laughs> that too. I'm. It's the Zoomer brain, TikTok brain. You need to be playing Subway Surfer in the background for me to remember something. TikTok brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, is sourdough bagels on TikTok too? I don't post food stuff on TikTok. I feel like, so I've been to some like, since moving to New York, I've been to some food events and people are mm-hmm. always like, oh, oh, you should get into video. Like video is the the way to grow. And I, I, I'm i I'm honestly like, keep this on the download, but I'm really bad at making videos and editing videos. That's where Jamie, my, my friend Jamie, who was on the podcast. Food jars, let's go. She's amazing at videos. I, I could learn so much from her, but yeah, I'm just not a video person. I'm like a lurker on TikTok. I'm just liking TikToks, that sort of thing, but I'm not posting. It's hard. It's hard. I think you, a little piece of your soul dies every time you post a TikTok. You're just exposed. Actually, you know what? I posted a TikTok in undergrad, in my undergrad and mm-hmm. it ended up, I wouldn't say blow up, blowing up, but it got like 100,000 views. And it was just like a joking, very casual TikTok. And I was having recurring nightmares that middle schoolers were going to be like bullying me in the comments. I even, I said to my therapist, I was like, I think I, I'm scared that I have too much exposure on TikTok now, which again, in hindsight, not even a viral video. But like, I was like, what if like 13 year olds are ruthless? They're going to come for me from all angles. And my therapist was like, I don't even know what TikTok is. This is not a real problem. <laughs> Wait, what's the TikTok video? What's it about? It was a joke about how I was the only one of my roommates who knew when recycling day was. So then (laughs) I also, and it was like, oh, you know, I'm running this household, taking out the recycling. And then I had to make a comment saying, Bridget and Shelby, don't worry. I know you guys know when recycling day is. Like I was, I was even defending them in the comments preemptively. Um, So I guess I just was not made out for virality. Like I'm just not made to have a viral video. If you keep it up. You one day will. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> maybe maybe Instagram Reels. I don't know. I feel like Instagram Reels is like a little less ruthless, but yeah. No, they're all the same. We're mm-hmm. all we're all ruthless. The comments are crazy. Even it's hard for me to uh, post a comment because I I feel like now now I understand why people have like a a finsta just to post mm. the comments. But then you have so much time on your hands, and you're like, yo, what's wrong with you what's going yeah. on with your life yeah yeah like you mean like if you're posting hate comments <laughs> yeah no completely i it's like listen we we're all guilty of doom scrolling and getting down like tiktok rabbit holes and seeing stuff we don't want to see but i just i truly cannot imagine leaving a hate comment and this is coming from someone with quite a bit of free time so mm-hmm. no hate to the people of the world with free time well and there you have it claire has no time for the hate comments.
Everyone, it's Rashad, and this is Wear Many Hats, presented by Disarm. You can check out all the episodes of the Wear Many Hats podcast on all platforms and at wearmanyhats.com. Rate and comment the Wear Many Hats show on Apple Podcasts and drop five stars on Spotify. WMHN Disar is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Claire, of course, then is Sourdough Bagels, an IG catalog of amazing foods and recipes she has created and documented, but not only bagels. There's a mix of cookies, pies, breads, persimmons, biscottis, raviolis, scones, cakes, cinnamon rolls, soups, wontons, donuts, pancakes, pies, croissants, burgers. It's never ending. The food section of Wear Many Hats is continuing to grow. Claire budgets for good butter and writes about secondhand clothing, as do we on this podcast. Please welcome Claire Corson to Wear Many Hats. Oh my gosh. I, f- I, I don't know if you show video, but I'm definitely blushing from that. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I could have listed a lot more. You know that. I was like, did I make all that? I was like trying to ch- catch you. But then I was like, no, I think I did actually make all those things. But for a second, I was like, did I? I don't even remember. <laughs> I kept scrolling too. I kept going and going. I was like, dude, it won't stop. <laughs> it's been several years now. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, and then I started you. getting really hungry too. Oh my gosh. that People, people say that like, like, for example, my partner will watch like cooking videos uh-huh. when he's hungry to kind of get inspired to cook and I'm like I could never do that if I'm hungry I just got to go eat like I can't be looking at pictures of food that would make me even more hungry right right no I when I was scrolling and there I saw that there was no end and I didn't eat lunch <laughs> I just knew I was gonna starve to death while oh, no. <laughs> writing it was but all to say it was wonderful and very colorful. Oh, I'm glad. I honestly, I was really happy when you emailed me because I've listened to Jamie's episode. I listened to mm-hmm. Alex's episode. I know them mm-hmm. in real life. So it's, I feel kind of honored to be included in this world that they were included in because I look up to them a lot as creators. So yeah. Oh, shout out. Shout out to them. I've just been so into the food world as of late. I mean, always have been, but these days, you know, you have all these like food stars out there that are just like blown up making cookbooks like Ali Baz or or, or like Molly Baz. Molly Baz. <laughs> Molly yeah, yeah. Baz. And like there's just like so many, so many amazing cooks. And like, I don't know, it just out of nowhere, it's just like has I don't know caught my eye to just keep it going and like wanting this side of the podcast to just like blow up i'm now currently back home visiting for you know the the weekend and i'm like in the live while i'm in the living room i see like a martha stewart candle and i'm like this is when you know you're in the suburbs with this oh martha i love St- martha stewart that <laughs> that's like a whole i'm I, you will soon realize that i get derailed really easily and go off on tangents but mm-hmm that's how I got into cooking is that I had insomnia when I was a kid, like diagnosed insomnia. And like I did not sleep and my mom would just put Martha Stewart on and I would watch it. And then at 3am go up into the kitchen from our basement and like try and recreate what Martha was making uh-huh. much to my mom's sadness, because then I would make a mess obviously because I was a kid, but that <laughs> that is Martha Stewart is quite literally how I got into cooking. So shout out to the suburbs. I guess that's where I belong. <laughs> shout out to the suburbs. Yeah. Does it stem from Martha? I mean, she's definitely a national treasure. Yeah, and I 
sobbed when she went to jail and I was pretty young and my mom told me I said like why is she going to jail I saw it on tv and my mom was like oh she lied and in that moment I I my little kid brain was like lying equals going to jail and Mm -hmm. every time I had ever lied flashed through my head and I was like well I'm going to jail and then you're going to jail maybe that's why I work in prison reform now because the combination (laughs) of Martha Stewart is why I'm into food and then her going to jail is maybe why I'm into like prison Uh... reform criminal justice (laughs) (laughs) no way I that's very cool to know that you work in criminal justice i I'm having all the flashbacks. We're just like having all of these flashbacks right now, only because I'm currently in my childhood home and like my childhood room. And one of the, my favorite classes I took was a criminal justice class. And that was like the best thing ever. But also at the same time, um, no way. So you're just like day job, criminal justice. And then you're just like chefing at night. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. I don't know. I don't talk about my actual day job a lot on my Instagram, but I, I don't work in criminal justice. I So I work in the field, but I work in um, reentry services. Mm-hmm. So people who are formerly incarcerated, who are getting out, um, I work with programs that help them connect with things like employment, housing, even meals. We do meals at our organization, classes. We have a digital equity program. Like it's honestly a really great place. And um, yeah, I just started working there a couple of months ago, but um, yeah, that's what I work in. Dude, that's so sick. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, I mean, if you ever wanted to do like a transition of food, like it's waiting for you. Oh my gosh, thank you. I mean, maybe one day ideally like combining the two. I know at my mm-hmm. organization that I work at, they have culinary programs where people can go on stages and work in these kitchens or work for farms or something like that to gain experience. So I don't know, maybe, maybe some way to combine the two in the future. Yeah. Does work know about your, your sourdough bagels life? Well, okay. I, they don't, some of my coworkers know about my Instagram, but they don't, my, like my managers don't necessarily know about my account, but I joke that it's what got me hired because in my second round interview, um, it was pretty intense, but then at the end they asked, like, is there anything you want us to know about you? And I was jokingly like, to kind of just to ease the tension, I guess, or because I was nervous, I said, well, you know, I'm not trying to sweeten the deal, but I do bake a lot and I always have leftovers. So I would bring them into the, the office. Right. Exactly. So, and, th- and then we kind of joked about that. And then like my first week at the office, I brought in muffins and I've just continued to bring in food. So, so sick. Yeah. <laughs> Continue to bring. Oh my god, that's that's they're they're getting spoiled. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just have so many leftovers all the time, and <sighs> most of the time, I mean, me and my roommate can go through a cake easily by mm-hmm. ourselves. But every once in a while, there'll be like three slices left, and we've each wow. already eaten like eight slices of cake, and we're just like, right. To be honest, it's less that we don't want to eat it, and more that I want to bake something new. So I'm like, okay, let me offload this on my coworkers. They don't need to know that it's offloading. <laughs> offloading. Do you, oh my God, I just have so many questions. But at the same time, I think these days with everything that's going on in the world, I think we also still know that like food is definitely the gateway to anyone's heart. Mm-hmm. 
honestly. Just like when you're down, you just make something. I don't know about you, but like if that's your like labor of love and like that's like for me, right? I'm not trying to get in deep into astrology signs or anything I like that. I love astrology. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> but like my the way I do like gift giving or like my what I love to or not gift giving what what's my labor of love or whatever is gives gift giving like I'm just really good at that um and like taking people out to dinners and stuff that's like my labor of love but for some it's making food and like cooking dinners and stuff like that and that is like the best honestly so that's good I, to know I don't know I love the gift giving love language slash like people who are really good at gifts and people who can give amazing gifts even on like a low budget or a free gift or something like that I think that is so special I've always loved gift giving as well I I almost I want to be like very honest and say that I feel like my love for cooking is more selfish than a love Mm. language because as much as I love feeding people I really do use it as a tool to de-stress where I mean, maybe you can already tell there's always a lot going on in my head, but mm-hmm. when I'm baking something, usually very late at night, that's normally when I bake. Genuinely, my head goes empty in a very comforting way where it's like all I can focus on and think about. So it really is almost selfish. And then I get to eat it after like, it's kind of the perfect scenario. And I have a huge sweet tooth. I've I've always had a huge Same. sweet tooth. Like a meal is not complete for me without dessert, lunch, dessert and dinner Ooh. dessert. So it's more selfish, honestly. I would love to say it's my love language. And I do love cooking for people, but I love cooking for myself more. <laughs> you know, recently, I, I think it's just been in the past two years, I guess you could say. I have I have a sweet tooth as well, but I'm all about dessert. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't into dessert before. It was always just like when you're at a restaurant and you have the main courses and you're done kind of want to go somewhere else for dessert like you go out for ice cream but now i'm like no show me that dessert menu Mm -hmm. it's kind of wild that wasn't me before i get the i get the like appeal of both i mean i'm my controversial dinner going out opinion is like i'm not a huge appetizer person but i want to have like six mains like i want everyone to share mains so i can taste everything but I'm not going to get fill up on appetizers. Like I'm here for the main course and the dessert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then to your point about like going somewhere after, I love to have like a nice meal out, but a McDonald's ice cream sundae for dessert or a McDonald's apple pie. Honestly, a McDonald's apple pie is like the most delicious dessert ever to me. So I did not think that you were going to say uh, a McDonald's apple pie. That's <laughs> that is really that's very wholesome. Well, if you ever really want to treat yourself to an amazing dessert mcdonald's apple pie and an ice cream cone together or my friend was a barista and she got me onto a mcdonald's milkshake and a shot of espresso and then you pour the espresso into the milkshake and make kind of like a affogato affogato god yeah, but damn i know <laughs> like a high low like you get a you get a five dollar shot of espresso from a fancy coffee shop and right. a three dollar mcdonald's vanilla milkshake and that combination is just elite and you guys aren't high. No, I mean, <laughs> no comment. That is phenomenal. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. <laughs> you should report back to me. I want to hear what you think. I'm currently, since I'm back in the suburbs, I've been driving the whip. 
you know? So I'm taking oh, advantage of the drive-thru. <laughs> I miss a good drive-thru, you know? Me too. All it took was moving to New York City for me to miss huge home goods, drive-thru McDonald's, driving along endless stretches of road. Like in high school, I used to genuinely go through the McDonald's drive-thru with my friends just for iced coffees or something. Like, wow. Yeah. That's so funny because that was in high school, but friend and guests of the show, Kate Wallach, oh, Dan's shirts. I'm sorry, Kate, but I'm going to put you <laughs> on this. But when I borrow your car, it's filled with McDonald's iced coffee cups. I'm like, how? <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's coffee is good. Honestly, solidarity with her. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I, I've, been, I've been I've been told, but I've never in my life had a McDonald's cup of coffee. Yeah, it's pretty good. Actually, we're boycotting McDonald's right now. I realized after I've just given them like a shameless 15 minute plug. Um, <laughs> so maybe, I'll, I don't know, I'll find a way to recreate the McDonald's apple pie and ice cream combo. But right, I will also say their iced coffee is pretty good. And it did get me through high school, $1 iced coffee. Do you have any dietary restrictions? So I definitely don't handle dairy well, which is really funny because everyone in my family is lactose intolerant, but they're all dairy farmers. Like Oh. My dad and my grandpa and a lot of my family on my dad's side, they had a dairy Our farm. milkmen? Yeah. So they're all lactose intolerant. <laughs> um, so I'm definitely lactose intolerant. And sometimes I tell people that. And I also get a rash. I get a rash when I eat dairy. But Oof. I, like, I, I remember telling my coworkers that and they were like, oh my gosh, okay. Like, we'll make sure that the birthday cake that we have next week doesn't have dairy. And I was like, oh, are you kidding? I eat dairy all the time. I eat dairy every day. Like, I just pretend it's not real. That's me as well. Yeah. That's everyone with lactose intolerance, I feel. Yeah, we're like lying to ourselves. But then like we tell these days, right? When you say that, like, or because like a gluten allergy is bad. Yeah. You'll die. But lactose intolerance, it's like not in the same field. But like your coworkers or friends, they'll roll over like it's a fire. So thank God that you have like close people like that that are that care for you yeah but no for some odd reason we're out here eating ice cream like nobody's business i know i feel like that's a love language is like i mean i've told people that i'm lactose intolerant, and then i tell them not to worry about it but i know my roommate my friend alia like they would I, so i will make like brownies or something and they're like let's have ice cream with the brownies and they'll go out of their way to get lactose free ice cream and i'm like oh because i would never i would just get the regular haagen but the fact that they're going out of their way for me means a lot that's so sweet. That's so sweet. So New York City, what neighborhood are you in right now? I'm in Bed-Stuy. Oh. Rita and Maria. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. Don't even get me started. I, when I was basically unemployed, I was working from home, but it was before I started my other job and I was kind of in a limbo. I genuinely went to Rita and Maria every single day. And someone came to my pop-up and they were like, oh, I've seen you at Rita and Maria. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I also used to live right down the street from oh, Rita no and Maria. Um, friend and guest the show, Young Go's partner is like the baker, head baker there. No and way. she is crushing it. She is crushing it. Every single pastry I've had there is phenomenal. And I've had like seven or eight of them. They're amazing. And I actually, fun like not fun fact, funny story. I left my suitcase there randomly once. I don't even remember. I think I was flying back to Canada 
And then I came back and I had to get a coffee on my way home and I left my suitcase there and she put it in the basement for me. And then when I came to pick it up, we were chatting and I was basically like, I'm a huge fan of you. You're doing amazing things for us people here. Like these big goods are amazing. <laughs> Did that person come up to you and go sourdough bagels? Like, no, oh my God, no, I didn't even mention <laughs> that I like baking. I was like, I could not hold a candle to you. Like, it's like, you know, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of an analogy. Like, I wouldn't go up to Zadie Smith and be like, oh, I'm a writer. Like, no, mm -hmm. Zadie Smith is a writer. So that's, yeah, I was just like, I'm a huge fan of yours. And you basically got me through the entire summer. Whoa. You're getting fan mail. <laughs> yeah, fan mail for the bakers at Rita and Maria. <laughs> so no one has ever come up to you on the string go sourdough bagels? Um, I would say it's actually funny. <laughs> Three times it's happened, <laughs> and all three times have been baristas. So I guess I have a Whoa. demographic. Yeah, I have a demographic because all three times it's been, I've been buying a coffee and the barista has been like, oh, I follow you on Instagram. And I'm like, no way. I I, I used to be a, be a barista for like three or four years. So I don't know. I guess like attracts like. We love baristas on this podcast. Uh, drop the Drop the coffee spots. Oh, I feel okay. So obviously I'm a new New Yorker here. I'm not even a New Yorker, a new person in New York. Uh -huh. Um, I love Rita and Maria. I've been going to Milk and Pull uh -huh. also in the neighborhood. Right. I'm trying to think where else have I gone? I, I'm a really big creature of habit. Like in Montreal, I went to Myriad pretty much every single day. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Myriad on Montreal in Montreal. Um, but yeah, same, same here. I've been going to milk and pull and Rita Maria. Those are just my, my two spots. Oh, actually in Long Island city where I work, no stress coffee. It's a tiny little cafe. They have the best coffee. I buy their coffee beans. They have amazing pastries. They have the Aesop hand sanitizer. So it's a luxurious experience going in there. We love a bathroom with Aesop. Mm -hmm. So there's three have were those the spots the baristas were like i follow you no it was all in montreal oh wait what yeah that's crazy <laughs> yeah worldwide mr worldwide <laughs> that's crazy not even in new york city no no oh my gosh i feel like new york city's too big for anyone to know me like i'm that would be very crazy to me I don't know. One time I was at a party and I opened up my mouth and someone tapped me and was like, your voice. Do you run this podcast? I was like, you're kidding. Wow. It's yeah. so true, though, that podcaster voices are so distinct. Like I'm thinking of, you know, This American Life, the podcast I listened to in high school. And I feel like I could pick those voices out anywhere. So that, that would be but that would be so surreal if, I, if you were like at a party and someone recognized you first by your voice but we love Ira Glass. I love Ira Glass. I used to always joke around that, again, insomniac. And I was like, if I could just have Ira Glass come tell me a bedtime story every night, I think I would sleep <laughs> eight hours every single night. I, I bet. I bet he would, honestly. <laughs> if, he seems like a nice guy. If you baked him bread. Easy trade. Easy. Done. I'll make him a loaf of sourdough every single day. Okay, so do you make your own bread now? Or do you, do you don't buy bread anymore 
Oh my gosh, no. I buy bread all the time. I feel like, <laughs> okay, you might be surprised about the McDonald's. You might also be surprised to know that I have a lot of frozen food in my freezer. Love a good frozen food. I love a good frozen meal that I rely on a lot when I'm working. Like, I actually go in waves of making bread where I'll make bread once a week for mm-hmm. like three months and then I'll go nine months without making bread at all. So no, I definitely have a mixture always of homemade and store-bought. I do I do not turn my nose up at any pre-made food. That's good to know. <laughs> That's good to know. I mean, me either. I, I love pre-made food. I love pre-made food. I love frozen food. Mm-hmm. You know, I love getting food at the hot bar. You know? Oh my gosh, like, yeah. Come on. Come yeah. on. Like a buffet situation where you get like a, a little scoop of mac and cheese, mm-hmm. a random kale salad that they have that you just yes. feel like you should put on your plate. Always like a samosa or a spanakopita mm. or something. I love a hot bar. Love a hot bar. <laughs> love a hot bar. America runs on hot bars. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, honestly, I mean, I know it's not hot bars, but buffets Joe's. buffets and trader joe's have changed my life two uniquely american phenomenons what was the buffet growing up it was just like called um buffet something it's like um oh i would love that oh wait but you're like not american but i'm Amer. i'm like an americo <laughs> like i used to visit my dad in the u.s and i was obsessed with america i was like you guys have ulta you have target you have huge malls I can get a blueberry donut and Dunkin' Donuts and then spend $13 on random stuff in Target. Like, I was pretty obsessed when I was a kid. No, no, no. Totally, totally. It It's just gonna... I'm just gonna, like, leave this be because it was where I would go for a buffet. Oh, my God. I You know what? Again, see, like, just talking about food, it's just like, like, did you have dinner? Yes, I did. I I made sure to have dinner before this because I knew we were going to talk about food. I had leftover chicken and rice and I was like, thank God, because I know we're going to talk about food. (laughs) Wait, did you did you make it? I did. Yeah. We love that. Since you've been here, what restaurants have you gone out to in New York City that you like? Two restaurants with Frankie's in the name. I went to Lil Frankie's and Frankie's Mm -hmm. 417. Mm hmm. Those were good. Both um, great. Very good. I went to, okay, wait, I went to a dim sum place in Flushing. Uh-huh. I oh. think it's called Dim Sum Palace. Yes, we've been. Love it. I, that was the best. Is it Dim Sum Palace? Yes. Um, And that was amazing. I love Flushing. I love Queens in general. I've been to Rolos. Rolos was great. Which uh, one? Try- now I'm trying. Oh, there was a, the fry, I believe, chicken. The fried chicken or the fly chicken? The fly. The fly chicken. It the was amazing. Really the fly is really good. Yeah. I, I Like it, I said, I feel like I haven't gone out as much as I should, but I'm balling on a budget. So if you have any no. recommendations. The fly is great. It's just loud as hell. Okay. It's so funny because I took my mom and her partner there <laughs> and they were complaining about how loud it was. And I was like, oh my God, you're so old and annoying. Like, come on. No. And then two days later, I see someone post that I follow post on their story being like, I love the fly, but why is it so loud? And I was like, oh, I actually feel a little bad. Like, you know, I was making fun of my mom for being so old and 
hating the music, but it is so loud in there. <laughs> I wonder also too if it's just like me getting older and then or if just like people are just turning up everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, when I'm going to bars and like there are these like new bars, right? They're turning up like the sound system, the speakers so loud. And I'm just like, wait, am I really getting old? Or like is standing by the train constantly like just damaging my ears or is every or all these years of like going out dancing raving or whatever have finally caught up to me or is everyone just like turning turning up but i don't think so only because the fact that i also think that like the architecture in the restaurants that they're building out has been like there's some type of they need to do something about like the walls and stuff like that too, because the acoustics are also crazy. Yeah. Um, sorry, Milo Project. Oh my god. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm such a talker that that's like a major issue for me too. Even when I go out, I feel like I have I either want to be talking a lot or just dancing. There are right. two. So like, where is the right venue for that? Where I can do both? Where I can have these like intimate conversations and then dance and not talk to anyone. Like I only want to be oscillating between those two phases. Uh, me too. Me too. And, and eat at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a strip club. Yeah. Oh, in, in suburbia. It's the <laughs> suburbs. We should all just move to the suburbs. Oh man. If only. If only. Have you have you done like picnics at the park at Prospect Park? And I think I've seen online that the trifecta of all these. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the funny part about like <laughs> food jars, everything Alex cooks, and Saturday bagels. What's amazing is that like you guys cook like the greatest, the best things, and but it's just like not your day job and it's amazing and then you guys all meet together like at the park and then just bring like your number one billboard <laughs> special I know <laughs> <Item. laughs> and then like we're dude like the followers are hating because they're like we wish we were there type of situation <laughs> oh my like, gosh yeah like how so how how do I sign up um what's going on what's uh, the well First step, be roommates with one of us because mm. I bring my roommate. Well, I shouldn't even say bring. Everyone's friends with her now because right. she's amazing. But um, yeah, I bring her to all the food events. She's also a really good cook. But um, yeah, I feel like number one, that. Number two, you're invited to the next one. Thank you. <laughs> if I mean, it's going to be a minute before we have another picnic. But yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's so great that I don't want to say no frills, but you guys have been inspiring the non cookers. That makes me so happy. And you are more than welcome to say no frills because I would definitely qualify myself as a no frills cooking person, baking person. Because I, I love to cook, but I'm not like by any means the best, but I want, and I like to bake, but I'm not, the best either but i love i'm the sous chef at all of my friends dinners and stuff like i'm never like i i can chop up anything i could do everything but like to do it all like 
head first, like hands on, like, you know, the number one chef in the kitchen. No, 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 no. I want to be in the back. And just like knowing that there is space for me that I could totally do it and see from like you, your guys like perspectives. I just feel like it's you guys have made it easy. And I mean, like Alison Roman aside, I mean, I was on your website and you highlight the recipes you're just out there like sharing, no gatekeeping. I was like, this is like really, I'm definitely gonna do this, you know? Oh, that makes me feel so good. You don't need a cooking so book. No, oh my God, yeah. No, that makes me feel really good because I, I feel like cooking shouldn't be pretentious anyway. Mm. I mean, there's definitely space for next level, high level, five star, Michelin star food, but that's not what we eat. 99.99% of the time so I feel like I mean yeah if you can feel happy with what you're eating on the day-to-day -day, I feel like that's more significant than if you have one really amazing meal a year you know that's so true but the family gatherings are hot oh yeah oh my gosh I feel like Jamie I mean I was listening to her episode again I listened to it when it came out also fun fact the friend she's talking about in that episode who likes mushy pasta is me um <laughs> I texted her today and was like, I just remembered you You low-key called me out because, I mean, I'm very outspoken about the fact that I kind of overcook my pasta. I like it mm -hmm. mushy, which is a, sorry, Italians, including Jamie. Um, but I, I was just laughing about that. But she, gatherings at Jamie's house give me that family cooking, family meal style feel. And I love it. That's beautiful. Did you listen to that episode twice? Yeah. <laughs> big fan big fan i've never heard of anyone listen to a podcast episode twice oh i do it all the time like Whoa. podcasts even podcasts i've listened to like three years ago I, same with this american life there's this one this american life episode about public schools and private schools in new york that i listen mm -hmm. to like once a year i don't know i feel it's very, again, maybe it's the insomniac in me. And I used to just listen to things at night just to like pass the time. But I find it very comforting. I feel like I always have something on in the background, but I, not music. It's always got to be someone's voices. I don't know. Whoa. Do you, what's your sleeping habits looking like? Do you have to go to sleep with like a noise in the background? Like some people listen to music or they have like a, uh oh like a machine. white noise machine a white noise machine like do you do you need like i mean we did bring up ira glass like talking mm -hmm. soothing words to sleep but like do you i guess it's just comforting for you yeah actually voice. i mean i haven't had sleep issues that much in the past like five six years because i actually went on medication very briefly it's like sleeping medication can be really addictive but i i went on it in a controlled way for a short period of time to regulate my sleeping mm -hmm. and it kind of cured me in a way. i mean i go through bouts but my i i honestly i'm every night that i have a full night's sleep i'm so happy these days um but i i feel like instead of the podcast talking thing that i used to do now instead i'm just very meticulous about my nighttime routine like mm -hmm. i always shower before bed um I light my candle it doesn't even have to be like I, I'm not doing the whole like 10 skip skincare turning off my phone for an hour before bed it's just like little things that I do that make me feel like okay I'm ready 
Um, and number one being showering probably. But yeah, as you can tell, I'm, I'm very much a creature of habit. So as long as I'm, as long as I'm in a routine or like I have these habits, I can usually stick to them. So luckily, mm -hmm. I mean, knock on wood, like I hope I don't go through another bout of insomnia soon. I've been through insomnia before. Not cool. Not the worst. Cool. It's the worst. It's just good to hear. But I don't know. I never knew that people would listen to like a podcast episode twice or something like that. But at the same time, that feels that feels pretty good to know. I just started getting into audiobooks. Oh, yeah. I used to. Oh, I mean, I still do, but I used to love audiobooks at night. I'm just like such a huge fan now. I'm and I'm glad because I can't. I'm not doing I'm not doing hot dudes reading books on the subway. Like, that's just not me. <laughs> Podcasting has just transitioned me to listening to audiobooks, which it should have been the other way around, but I didn't think that like people would count that as reading. Oh no, that so counts as reading. I, I was honestly on a Twitter rabbit hole thread about how you know how like people say, like, oh, it doesn't count if you read the audiobook is like a very ableist. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it also just truly doesn't make sense because if you're absorbed no. it doesn't matter how you're absorbing the words as long as you're absorbing them you know totally totally well hats off to you and everything that you do for some Desar wear many hat solutions would you ever open up a bagel shop or a restaurant or a bakery oh i thought that far so going back to our barista comment i would sooner open up a coffee shop with very like very focused baked goods mm -hmm and a set menu, but I would sooner open up a coffee shop, I would say. Would it be in Montreal or? Honestly, New York has just too many coffee it's, shops. I know it's oversaturated, but I mean, so is Montreal, but it probably would be in Montreal. I got to pay homage. Although my friend Fabio and I talk about opening one in Ottawa, you know, where it's it would be a little bit more filling a market gap. Although there mm -hmm. are some great coffee shops in Ottawa, but. We'll see. Maybe in like 20 years. I love talking to ex-baristas. It's like my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I I walk long and far to... So I'm currently in Prospect Heights. I used to live at Bedside. But I go to Homecoming out in Greenpoint. I should to try all it. our listeners out there, we're talking about Brooklyn. And so I would walk from Prospect Heights all the way to Brook uh Greenpoint just to see my barista homies. Yeah. Yeah. You become friends with them. I in Montreal also Cafe Neve. I there was a time when my wall collapsed in my apartment and they offered to let me use their staff shower. Like those are my homies. So they had a staff shower? I know. Very strange. I think someone lived <laughs> above the cafe or something, but yeah, they were like, oh my God, what can we do? Like, can we help you? Like how can we help you? So baristas are everything. They're so sweet. They're the sweetest. Do you ever, <clears throat> when your coworkers are sick or when someone's down or a friend is like feeling low, do you ever make them food? Oh yeah, definitely. And also coffee. I That's something that I definitely did a lot, a lot when I was in grad school because I was, mm -hmm. my schedule was a lot more flexible, but I would just, I feel like I had a lot more bandwidth and that's something I miss about being in school that I could make my friends things if they were feeling sick or down. I love, I love having roommates because of that. Like I love showing people I care in that way, but yeah, definitely. Do you think you could ever live alone? 
okay, I used to want to live alone so bad, but I am bad at shutting up. Who would I talk to? I I come home and I have a stream of consciousness with my roommate for three hours yeah. every night. So I don't know where those where that those words would go if I didn't have a roommate. <laughs> oh, that's so good to know. Yeah, it's it's strange the discourse of having a roommate and living alone are these days. Do you live alone? I did. I did. Um, and I'm currently just I'm bopping around right now, but I don't know if I'll ever go back to having roommates, but it just depends. I I don't know if I can drop any more personal news. Yeah. I, you would have to be like really close. But ever since I was driving back in my hometown, I've just been like wanting to call people on the yeah. phone and just like do the whole suburb thing, which is like, have it on speakerphone and you're just like talking to them and saying what's up. I'm not gonna lie, I I do catch myself talking to myself these days too as well. And I don't know, I'm I do love like okay, jumping. Are you a phone call person? Yes, I am over texting a hundred percent. And I 100%. love I love doing the thing like you were just talking about where you you're on a really good phone call and you you get home and you park your car in your laneway, but then you stay in the car for like another two hours with the car turned off just because you want to continue the conversation. I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I kind of did that in Los Angeles. I Yeah, I, when you really think about it, I do that often. So you've done that. Oh, yeah. DMs or text messaging? Honestly, DMs. <laughs> <laughs> it's lower stakes. I don't know why a text feels like I have to gr- write the great American novel every time I send one. Or is a DM can be anything. These are all good. These are all good hot takes. Or to just <laughs> takes in general. <laughs> Lukewarm takes. Yo, the people have to know. The people have to know. Okay, cool. Where is a place you go to hang your hat on whether it's i mean obviously you cook a lot you bake a lot obviously the kitchen but is there also somewhere in the world you'd like to go to draw inspiration or write new recipes or think what's next yeah i mean i was thinking about this before because i've listened to the podcast so i knew you would Uh ask me and (laughs) i have to say my childhood best friend who's still my best friend and who used to be my roommate uh-huh. her no matter where she lives her bedroom looks the same usually and she's always had the same bed and duvet and mm-hmm. lying in her bed with her and just talking is where I hang my hat I it is the most comfortable place in the world and I went she's in Montreal right now and when I went to Montreal in the fall I went into her room and I just lay down on her bed to relax and I just started crying because (laughs) it was so comfortable and it was like home to me. And I've been friends with her since we were four. So that's where I hang my hat. Oh, that's sweet. That's very sweet. If you were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it be? I was also thinking about this and I was like, (laughs) shout out to my friend Amy. I feel like I have to give a Drake lyric um, as a good Canadian girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also just because I couldn't take it too seriously if I got a chest tattoo so I was really thinking about it and I would do there's times when I wish I was where I was back when I used to wish I was here <laughs> which would be very wordy but it would remind me 
that I used to want to be where I am today. So stop living in the future. That is such a Drake lyric. I know. Such a Drake lyric. Six God. Mm-hmm. Not even from Toronto. <laughs> What's the new tattoo that you just got? I, I'm wearing like seven layers of Unite- Uniqlo heat tech right now, but mm-hmm. it's um I got three tulips in a barbed wire fence for me, my mom, and my brother, and I got it by Bowie Tats, and she was amazing. So I'll give her a plug right now. Barbed wire, that guy's so bad. <laughs> it's it's like from afar, it just looks like a frame, but then you get uh-huh. up close, it's barbed wire. But yeah, she was amazing. No, I love that like barbed wire or like a spider web on mm-hmm. like the elbows like i love that you do i do whoa okay that's funny all these old tattoos i've you know they're coming back i know like you know the heart with you have like mom in it or something right chuck so my social media hyperfixation right now is cafe haley and chuck cruz her husband chucky cruz and he had, they're both chefs and he has a heart with Haley in it. And I just love that old style tattoo. I love that too as well. I tell people all the time, you know, when people say that, like, I'm joking, but it's actually like real. You kind of mean it. I always tell people that, like, I want to get my ex's names tatted on me and crossed off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like a toxic trait of mine, but I just thought that that was like, always charming and traditional but i i think that's just the toxic trait i mean it's like angelina jolie has her kids birthdays on her it's kind of like that like a a list of sorts yeah and billy bob thornton definitely has angelina's name (laughs) oh claire plug your socials where can people find you at sourdough bagels I, i basically only have instagram but that's where my heart and soul lies and i have a sub stack that I update less regularly than I'd like to now that I'm on that nine to five grind. But mm. that's where I can talk about, like like you mentioned earlier, secondhand clothes, other recipes, books I'm reading, stuff like that. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Claire, for coming on Wear Many Hats. It was great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Till next time, this is Wear Many Hats presented by Dasar and I'm Rashad. Peace. Peace.